In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about what the Capitals have got to do to start winning on a consistent basis. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about what is the root cause of the Caps inconsistency as of late. You know, they had went on a tear in the month of December and it seemed like everything was humming along. And then all of a sudden January came and a lot of things got drawn into question, most notably the Golden Knights game and most notably the Toronto Maple Leafs games and a couple in between there. What do they have to do to get back into their winning ways? We'll talk about that. And then later in the show, we'll talk about some of the veterans on this Caps team that talk about, you know, that routinely the Capitals make it to the playoffs, but you should never take that for granted. But to just get going here off the top here, you know, the Caps have been playing a bit inconsistent as of late, suffices to say, and what is behind it and what can they do to fix it. The Capitals saved their season in December by going 11-2-2, but then they went 5-7-1 in January so far. And what what's the, the root cause and where, where did the problem start? And, uh, you know, part of it you could say is everywhere. Offensively, the Caps uh, have been, you know, pretty bad in the month of January overall. Uh, this story in The Athletic, they were talking about it. Washington outperformed its expected goals numbers by 0.68 per game in December, but is right around its expected goal number in January. Um, so it just seems like uh, to a certain extent, the Caps have lost their way in the month of January. And how do they turn that around? Uh, Coach Peter Laviolette talked about it. He said, we talked about just trying to get in closer to that blue paint, doing something a little bit more, get in a little bit tighter, get in a little bit better positioning, maybe work a little bit harder to find the lane to deliver the puck, a little more bit of traffic, those kind of things. So just to summarize it there, what is he saying there? He's saying kind of the basic stuff that you always hear in hockey terms. You don't always got to go for the highlight real goal. Just try to get a lot of shots up close and just really pepper the netminder, the opposing netminder with a lot of shots and good things will happen. Um, because that's a lot of it, you know, and I'm, we'll start off by talking about the offense, but it's also defensive breakdowns, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. And then also, you know, Darcy Kemper as well. You know, there's kind of blame 
that can get laid across for everyone on the team. And uh, that's the thing that they're going to have to fix uh, if they want to make any kind of push uh, at, for the playoffs. It's a fine line, he added. I don't feel like we're doing much different from December to January, but the goals have been a little bit tougher to come by this month. So it's what we can do around the area to be a little bit better. And, you know, there are certain things that have changed. You know, you take a look at the month of December and there were some marquee names on this team, kind of unexpected names that kind of popped up and really, you know, rose to the challenge. Eric Gustafson was one of those players. You know, a defenseman that that has really risen to the challenge. One, uh, John Carlson has been out of the lineup, you know, and a real pleasant surprise. But it just seems like in general that uh, a lot of that play has has gone away a little bit. Eric Gustafson has one goal and four points in January after amassing six goals in 14 points in December. So, it, again, that's where it starts there. We can start with Eric Gustafson. Lars Eller, a guy I talked about yesterday as potentially a trade target. Why do I say that? Because it's the last year of his deal with the Caps. It would be advantageous for the Caps to move him while they still uh, had him under contract so they could get something in return. If they don't do anything, if they just wait till the end of the year, he walks, the Caps get zero. That doesn't make a lot of business sense to me. Lars Eller has yet to record a point this month after recording four goals in three assists last month. And then Connor Sherry, you know, out there, the Swiss army knife, if you will, who, you know, he can get production on the fourth line. He can get production on the fourth, the second, the third, anywhere. He doesn't really care. Just put me in coach. Connor Sherry had four goals and 15 points in December, but has a goal in four points in January. And then the injury, you know, the fourth line has been one of the mainstays of the Caps, Hathaway and Dowd and fill in the blank with the other player in there. We've seen them all, Alexi Protus and Malenstein, and there's a long list. But Nick Dowd and that fourth line have had really great production this year. So to have him out of the lineup with kind of a mystery ailment is not ideal. Uh, you take a look at Nick Dowd, scored six goals last month, but missed seven games this month, including the last six due to injury. Do you see how things are starting to rack up here a little bit? And then Evgeny Kuznetsov as well. Evgeny Kuznetsov kind of is in the same category for me as Anthony Mantha in the regard of a really hot and cold player. When he's engaged, you know, he's a really great player, but then there's, you know, pretty good chunks of time where he's just kind of absent uh, from the score sheet altogether. Evgeny Kuznetsov has been racking up assists, but has no goals this month and six on the season. That was never the projection for Evgeny Kuznetsov. I mean, everyone was up in arms when he first came to this team, like it's, you know, going to be Alex Ovechkin 2.0 coming to this team, you know, just another Russian here that has a great goal scoring touch. And, you know, we've seen flashes of that in his career on the Caps, but as of late, we have not really seen him show up in that way. Um, so that is, you know, just there is a group of players there right off the start that is kind of a, a bit of the reason why, at least potentially, uh, the Capitals have not had as much success in the month of January. The, the You know, the thing of concern for me is, can they find their way? Uh, they were able to do it in the month of December. Are they going to be able to find that winning touch in the month of January again. You know, this is getting to be crunch time here. We're at we're coming up at the end of January. We're starting February here soon. Guess what's after that? The trade deadline. A lot of questions need to be answered. Is this team in fact going to make a push? 
then I think you will see moves to help solidify this team. If for some reason it just seems like they're going to nosedive and they're not going to go anywhere, they might just stand pat with what they have out there and just ride out the rest of the season. I guess it remains to be seen. A lot is dependent on the Caps. You know, like one of the things that Brian McClellan said, the Caps got themselves in this mess. They're going to have to get themselves out of it. They're not going to get a life raft thrown in the form of a big trade or something like that. They're going to have to grab a shovel and dig themselves out uh, as well. But just kind of taking a look at it, broad spectrum here, just kind of, you know, uh, assessing, you know, blame and everything, you know, where it's due uh, as you take a look at the different positions out there is that Darcy Kemper has been a pretty steady player overall in the Caps, I got to say, a really solid acquisition uh, you know, an about face from what the Capitals had last season in Sam Sonoff and Vanacek. The final area of sports logics data singles out the backside uh, is the is sliding and it's goaltending. Darcy Kemper has started 11 of 13 games this month. He's also been pulled in two of the last four, Vegas and Toronto, each time after surrendering the game's fourth goal in the second period as Laviolette attempted to get everyone's attention. So, wow, isn't that an, an interesting uh, statistic? And, you know, I, I, I will sing the praises of Darcy Kemper when he is engaged, but also, you know, I want to be fair at the end of the day. I want to assess, you know, if someone's not doing well, I'm going to call him out on that as well. Darcy Kemper has had, you know, a rough last couple of weeks here. So that's what I talked about in the last podcast, that if it was up to me, the Caps got this game coming up against the Blue Jackets, and then it's the All-Star break. And then when the All-Star break is over, then what is it? It is going to be a game against Boston, a team with the best record in the NHL. Who would I put into net? I'm going to tell you who I'd put into the net. I would have Charlie Lindgren, Chucky Sideburns in between the pipes. I think that he gives the Caps the best chance, as of right now, for winning the game against a formidable opponent. Um, so that's what I would do. And, you know, this is not to say anything disparaging about Darcy Kemper. I'm in the winning business for the Capitals, as they are as well. And I would like to have the best goalie with the best chance of winning. And I think at this point, uh, they should at least give Charlie Lindgren that shot, being for the fact that Darcy Kemper has been a bit inconsistent. So that is one of the things that they're going to uh, have to shore up a little bit there. Uh, because, you know, if you kind of start going down the road too much and you start losing too much ground, then certain things start to get uh, drawn into question, you know, especially if you start going down the standings a little bit. Then, you know, there's questions about does this team have it? And then all of a sudden, you know, you hear all the questions about rebuild and all that kind of stuff. And we just don't really want to go down that road right now. I think that the Capitals have it within them to um, to turn things around, but they're going to have to find it within them as well. And, and if you take a look at another big player, like we talked about, John Carlson, you know, Eric Gustafson has stepped in and he's done a, a pretty good job, all things considered. But John Carlson, the number one blue liner on the caps has been injured and we don't have a date as to when he's going to come back. And that that's, you know, a bit of a cause of concern for me. And that's what I talked about in yesterday's pod. And I'll say it here a bit again, is that if John Carlson is not good to go, say he's out for the rest of the season, I think the caps need to swing for the fences and pick up that big defenseman to help shore that up. Because like I said, 
The Caps defense is kind of walking on eggshells right now. God forbid if something happened to Eric Gustafson or Orloff or someone like that out there, this team would be thrown into a tailspin. Uh, but I do think they need to pick up a depth, a depth defenseman and forward as well because you have to plan for the unplanned. You know, John Carlson has been a workhorse on this team, but he has shown that he is fallible and subject to being injured as well. So that's why the Capitals have got to plan for the future. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about some of the veterans on the Caps are speaking out and they're saying, you know, that historically we make it to the postseason, but you shouldn't take it for granted. And those that is some sage advice coming from some of the elders of the team. What do they have to do to make sure that they are going to make it to the playoffs? They don't want to take it for granted. So what do they have to do to make it to the playoffs? We'll talk about that after the break. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download, download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with no sweat first bets. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And guys, even if you're not into betting, if you have some money on these games, it makes watching them that much more exciting. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your first no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment, we're going to talk about that historically, the Caps kind of just take it for granted that they're going to make it to the playoffs somehow. You know, are we going to make it past the first round? Are we going to make it to the second round? There's a, a, another option out there that they don't make the playoffs at all. Yes, it's possible. And you know, for the longest time, the Caps have made it to the playoffs. They have not missed the playoffs in some time. Uh, but, you know, they shouldn't take it for granted. And we hear all the time about this aging core and how they're not getting any younger and all these kind of things. And, you know, we have Alex Ovechkin and Nick Backstrom and Oshie that we have to go to the playoffs, right? We have to. There's no other option but going to the playoffs. It just seems like it's not, not even conceivable. A lot of the guys in here haven't not made the playoffs in quite a while, so that's not a trend we would like to start, says one of the elder statesmen of the team, TJ Oshie. Granted, things have, haven't gotten any easier for the Caps while getting Nick Backstrom back was a major boost. The team is also playing without John Carlson and Nick Dowd, and Tom Wilson went down again with another lower body injury. After just nine games back in the mix, writes Washington Hockey now. And that is one of the players of the most impact for me is Tom Wilson. And, you know, he was just, you know, a, a workhorse horse out there and he never seemed to get injured. And then last season, you know, he kind of tweaked his knee in the first game of the playoffs against the Panthers. And then he missed the rest of it. And then he missed almost this entire season 
He came back for a brief period, and now he's injured again. These are the things that start to stack up. It's not one event that's causing the wheel to wobble for the Caps. It is the sum total of it's Nick Backstrom, it's Tom Wilson, it's John Carlson. And, you know, I hear all the people say, well, the really great teams, they can find a way to overcome. And, you know, that's a nice T-shirt, and maybe, you know, I'll wear one of them one day. But the fact of the matter is, is that the Caps are struggling because they're missing some of their key players. And, you know, you could say, take a look at the month of December. They found a way to do it. But was it sustainable? They were fine. They were they found a way to keep that 40-pound hacky sack in the air for one month, but it got too heavy and they dropped it. How do they find a way to find their winning ways once again? And doing it with, you know, a, a limited roster out there. The Caps have got to do it. And it's you're not going to get any sympathy from any other team out there. There's a lot of teams out there that are dealing with a lot of injuries. Granted, the Capitals have dealt with the most for for the most part all season with as far as injuries concerned, but they have gotten some key pieces back. They got Nick Backstrom back, and Tom Wilson, hopefully, God willing, is going to be coming back soon, and some other players, but they're going to have to overcome if they're going to want to find a way to make a push into the playoffs. But still, there are other glaring issues. The power play has struggled big time. And the defensive coverage has not been sharp. There's also a lack of consistency through 60 minutes as there will be strong starts followed by costly lulls in play or poor starts followed by furious rallies that come a little too late. Then at other times, there's a lack of chemistry across the lineup in trying to do too much leads to bad turnovers, missed assignments, and ultimately losses. It doesn't feel good, Nick Backstrom said. So what is the solution? And that's the question. What is the solution? Um, you know, one of the things that uh, T.J. Oshie said about the Golden Knights game is it seems like we were disinterested. That's never a position that you want to be in if you're playing professional sports. How have they gotten so numb to the fact that, you know, going to the playoffs is not a locked thing? There is a chance that this Caps team could miss the playoffs. Um, do I think that's going to happen? I guess it remains to be seen. I want to see how things kind of shake out, you know, within the next, you know, five, six games here. Uh, but I want them to win on a consistent basis because the spirits of last season are coming back to haunt this team. And uh, they kind of hung it on the goalies last year. They hung it on Samsonov and Vanacek that, you know, those are the those two guys. That's the reason that we're losing well, they're doing it again this year with two really great netminders. And I know I hear everyone come at me about Darcy Kemper's that not that great. Statistically speaking, year over, the whole year over, he actually is pretty good. He won a Stanley Cup last year. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, so, I mean, you got to stop, you know, writing excuses for why your team's not doing well and just, you know, hold your players accountable and, um, you know, that's that's the big coming thing coming forward. And I think one of the best things that could happen to the Capitals is happening soon. They got the one game against Columbus, and then they have some time off that hopefully these guys that are kind of on the verge of coming back, see Tom Wilson, you know, potentially John Carlson, these kind of guys that have missed, you know, a substantial amount of time, hopefully in that window, uh, they're healthy enough to come back. And then we can kind of assess this team because that's what it's coming up on. Um, is they're coming up on that trade deadline. And, you know, getting back to what, what they were talking about in the story originally is not taking things for granted. And I would say the fan base as well. I think that a lot of fans in D.C. take for granted 
the fact that the Capitals will go to the playoffs. It's just how far they will go. It's inconceivable for them to think that you know the Caps might not make it to the playoffs at all. It's like the sky had fallen and a nuke went off if that happened, but it's possible. And, uh, you know, the probability of that happening more and more in the coming years is more likely as this aging core gets even older. Uh, let's face it, Alex Ovechkin is not getting any younger. Neither is Nick Backstrom or Oshie or any of these guys. It's one of the oldest teams in the league. And, you know, that is at least in part uh, what it has to do with. So how do they fix it? We just need to simplify a little bit, Backstrom said. Be a little quicker and make sure we don't get stuck in our own zone. If we can do that, hopefully we'll create some more offense, capitalize. That's the key. And that's some sage advice there from Nick Backstrom as well, is not to be a little bit quicker and not to get stuck in your zone. Make some good, crisp tape-to-tape passes and get it out of your zone and keep applying pressure like Peter Laviolette, net front and presence. You don't got to go for the, the highlight real goal. Just find the back of the net and then keep the lead. That's the big thing, and uh, I think that that would be at least in part uh, some of the keys to their success. Anytime you're not having success, simplifying is always a good thing, Oshie said, especially early in the game, early in periods. Simplifying the game creates a little more of a playoff atmosphere when there's more forechecking, there's more hitting, there's less turnovers, and that game script is always getting to steer the team in the right direction. And that's ultimately what they have to do. It's simple things. It's not like the Caps need a new goaltender or the Caps need a new first-line center. It's nothing like that. If you talk to the players and you listen to those quotes there, it's just getting back to the basics. That is how they're going to right this ship. It's uh, not like they're trying to reinvent the wheel or the SpaghettiO. It's just the simple things that um, are going to help them win games. And I think that that's all they really have to do going forward. Um, Because let's face it, this is the same team for the most part that went on a long winning streak in the month of December. They've just slipped a little bit. Um, It's easy to magnify and, and dwell in the doldrums when teams aren't doing well. But I do think that intrinsically this team uh, has what it takes in the tank to push them out of this mess uh, going forward. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about the All-Star break is coming up and the trade deadline and what are the Capitals poised to do. We've talked about that on the show, but things have changed. Bo Horvath has a new home. We'll talk about all of that and much, much more after the break. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for several weeks, and it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all these things. And I personally use it because I have young children at home. And if you have children at home, sometimes you can relate. You need that little boost of energy. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good and supports better sleep quality. And recovery supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. 
It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. Well, the moves are starting to trickle in, aren't they? Bo Horvat goes from Vancouver to the New York Islanders, and the New York Islanders get a haul on this deal. Uh, this broke a little bit earlier, and just, you know, it was one of the players that I had heard that uh, should come to the Capitals for Anthony Mantha. Some people straight up. Anthony Mantha for Bo Horvat. That seems like a good deal, right? Of course, to the Capitals it does. So what did this deal entail? So Bo, Bo Horvat goes to the Islanders, and Vancouver gets a 2023 first-round pick, Atu Rati and Anthony Bolivier. Um, so not too bad of a haul for the for both teams. And, and you know, the, the big cause of concern uh, I guess if you're an Islanders fan, and you know, I know this is a Capitals podcast, but it's a part of the Metro here, is they have to find a way to extend Bo Horvat or the Vancouver Canucks got a pretty decent haul, I guess I got to say, all things considered, for what could be, potentially be a rental uh, for the New York Islanders. So it's an interesting thing. And, you know, the, usually around the trade deadline, and I know it's not until March, but once the pieces start to fall, they kind of happen in succession. So Bo Horvat was the first piece to fall. The biggest, you know, one of the bigger ones, shall we say. I'm sure there's been some other tertiary stuff that I haven't really seen. Um, but uh, Bo Horvat was one of the biggest ones to, to fall first, shall we say. So now it's going to be interesting to see what kind of moves follow. Do the Capitals have any big moves up their sleeve as they head to the trade deadline. Me, if you're asking me right now, if you're going to give me, a, you know, if I have to, you're putting a gun to my head and I have to give you an answer, I'm going to say, you know, they're probably going to make a move, but it's not going to be something that's earth-shaking. I don't see them going out and picking up someone, you know, in the same category as a Bull Horvat, something of that magnitude. Is it possible? Sure, but I don't think it's the case. Uh, I do think if they make moves, it's going to be some smaller moves like I talked about in yesterday's pod. Who do I think they need to get? I think they need to get a big-name defenseman uh, in some caliber if John Carlson, for some reason, had to miss the rest of the season. Depth defenseman. They also need some help and the depth forward position. See Sonny Milano, Nicholas Abe, Cubell, something of that magnitude. Um, because it's going to be interesting, and I love the trade deadline. Uh, even before I did this podcast, I took the trade deadline and I take free agency, and I've done it for years. You know, just kind of sit at home watching the NHL Network with popcorn and you know a beer, perhaps, and just really taking it in. I love to see kind of the chess match that goes on out there, and how do these teams get better? You know, I got to say, nine times out of ten, uh, it doesn't really seem to pay off. You know, it seems you know. Uh, on paper, sometimes these move these moves have a bigger uh, uh, implication than they actually do. How much is Bull Horvat going to help out an Islanders team that's struggling? It seems a bit interesting 
to me uh, that they made a move like that. Now, I don't even really consider the Islanders contenders right now. Is Bo Horvat enough to make the Islanders contenders? I don't know. One guy can't do everything, right? You know, I guess to a certain extent, a goalie could really help, but I don't think, you know, right now as an outsider, as a guy that doesn't cover the Islanders, um, I don't think that Bo Horvat is enough to push that team over the top. And was it worth the cost of giving up two big players and a draft pick for a rental, potentially? It's kind of an interesting move, and the Caps have gotten in these in these similar positions before, and I've never liked when they've done it. Um, you know, I guess maybe if you were, you know, one player away from, you know, potentially winning a Stanley Cup, I could see that. But then you could say, Dan, how would you know if you were going to win a Stanley Cup? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you can get just kind of a sense, you know, that things are going trending in the right direction. Um, so I guess I would say that, you know, certain teams that make sense, the Caps, I just don't see them going out and making some earth-shaking thing that's going to set the Twitter sphere on fire. I just don't think that's going to be the case. But it's going to be interesting to see what the other teams in the Metro Division do to try to uh, solidify or, you know, magnify their team that they have. You know, there's certain teams that are getting hotter and there's some teams that are getting lukewarm. Caps got to stay in the mix. Otherwise, they should just kind of pack it up and put it away right now. Um, but, you know, I don't think it's to that point right now. I think there's enough runway ahead that the Caps could go on a run. But, uh, you know, what kind of draws into question, you know, teams like the Islanders all of a sudden could be a formidable opponent, right? For the caps, potentially. I don't, like I said, I don't think it's going to be enough, but I could be wrong, right? Um, I don't cover the team. I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs of the team that well, but it could be, I know it's a team that has struggled this last, this current season. Um, so I don't necessarily think that is going to be enough. I want to hear from you. Why don't you hit me up on Twitter at Dan caps two and eight. You can see it on the screen there. Uh, if you're listening on the audio side, it's at Dan caps two and eight or at locked on capitals. And I'll share these on an upcoming podcast. What do you think the Capitals need to do before the trade deadline or on the trade deadline? Do you think a forward? Do you think a defenseman? I've heard crazy things about goalies. I want to hear it all. So just at me on Twitter um, and I'll share some of those on an upcoming episode. What moves do you perceive the Capitals need to make. I think that they need to make some moves. I don't think that this team is, you know, rock solid enough right now that they're ready for the playoffs. If this Caps team went into the playoffs right now, I think they'd struggle. I think it would be an early exit, to be honest with you, despite the fact that they have a Stanley Cup winning netminder, despite the, back, the fact they got Chucky Sideburns and Alex Ovechkin. I don't think this team is fit for the playoffs as of right now. So once again, hit me up on Twitter. What do you think the Capitals need to do before the trade deadline. And also, I'm hearing more back from more and more people that want to come on the show. And if you would like to join me on an upcoming episode of Locked On Capitals, shoot me an email, minutecastmedia at gmail.com. That's minutecastmedia at gmail.com. If you want to come on for a segment, it's about 10 minutes. I'll send you a Zoom link. I'll ask you similar questions. What moves do you think do you think the Capitals need to make before the trade deadline? Um, you know, do you think the Capitals are going to make it to the playoffs and how far? And just anything in general, I would love to hear from you. I know what my thoughts are on the Capitals, but I want to hear from you 
because uh, I value your, your opinion, and I, I want to hear what the Caps fans think about what moves and what the Capitals team needs to do, and just Caps news in general. I want to hear from you, so make sure and hit me up on Gmail, MinuteCastMedia.com. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked on Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.